Welcome to the Ben and Colin Show. I'm Ben. I'm Colin. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the show. Um, Ben, I'm going to skip the how are you doing this week and I'm just going to jump right into my question. Would you like to know what my question is? I'm kind of worried now, but go ahead. Well, as you know, you get a lot of thinking done on the lawnmower and I mowed the yard today. And I just got to thinking, and, and, you know, we like this, uh, we like the righteous gemstones. That's nothing new. You know, both you and I both get a big, big kick out of it. In your opinion, what religion do you think takes the most um, ridicule, like jokes and and all that stuff? I mean, over time, it's got to be Jewish. I mean, yeah, I would kind of think so. I would kind of think so, too. Um, I know, I know Christians take a lot as well. Uh, but I do agree with the Jewish I think that's thing. More, I think that's more that that's more current, though. I think so. But yeah, I mean, but I mean, okay. Well, I guess Jewish, today's day and age. I mean, what would you, where would you put it? I mean, Christianity might take it now, but I mean, I still there's still a lot of Jewish jokes, man. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, they they really they really are. But I was okay. So let me ask you this: What? Right there I am. Yeah, there you are. Um. Who do you think takes it the best? Like, as far as like, who do you think takes it in stride? I guess, as they say, uh, I don't know. I mean, I for one am a Christian, so I don't really care for a lot of. Uh, let me say this: the reason I like righteous gemstones is because I feel like they are making fun of not necessarily Christianity, because that'd be I wouldn't be okay with that. They're making fun of the. Uh, what do you call those uh, televangelists? Televangelists, you know, like the ones that are yeah, like those guys make me angry. You know? Oh yeah, and yeah. um, yeah. So I don't really feel like they're. I mean, I know they're making some blasphemous comments and stuff, but I can kind of, you know, Push I can kind of brush that aside to a yeah to a degree because it's not all about that, you know? Right? Oh yeah, um, yeah, I agree. But but I still think, uh, just to answer your question simply, I, I think Jewish religion is probably the most, if not judged, probably attacked as well. I mean, over time, I mean, they lost, what, how many millions in World War II? Yeah, a lot. That's just like from hatred. That's, that's not comedy. That's hatred. Oh, yeah. You know, so judgment and crit- critique, yeah, Jewish people. Well, I wonder, I, I wonder I too. Even close. Uh, I wonder too if there's a lot of Jewish jokes, just because it does seem that there is a majority of Jewish people in entertainment in the entertainment industry. You know, as far as I mean, Jewish comedians, yeah. Jewish you know executives, all this stuff. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a joke that Jewish people run Hollywood, but I mean, really, if you look at it, there's yeah. a whole lot of Jewish people running in Hollywood. You know, but I just well, thought no, that was kind of interesting, and I don't know. Um, it, it, I'll tell you who takes it the worst. Know, there's stereotypes for a reason, right? Well, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I think so. And, and I'll tell you who I think takes the jokes the worst is probably, and I'm just going to say it, are Muslim people. Because, I mean, you can't even draw their deity without, you know, getting canceled, basically. You know, the, the Muhammad thing. And well, I don't know. I think it's kind of walking a fine line out of comedy versus prejudice, almost. You know what I mean? So you think that I mean, a lot of jokes directed at Muslims is more mean-spirited and kind of attacking them then than like making fun is that what you're saying uh post 9-11 yes oh but yeah i mean that's a big yeah 
That's a good point. I mean, pre nine pre eleven, no, I think it was more of just stereotypical humor. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I agree with that. But but po- po- post nine eleven, it's been more of a uh, aggressive movement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I get that. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of anti, obviously anti-Muslim uh, sentiment. But but yeah, I just I I didn't know. I was just something I was just kind of thinking about. You know, um, like I said, I'm a lawnmower and stuff. Just <laughs> just because I've been getting yeah. a lot of clips, and I've told you about this, a lot of clips from gemstones. You know, with oh baby billy and and all those guys and and i just got to thinking about it. i was like man you know i mean i feel like for the most part if somebody makes a joke about god or jesus or whatever i just kind of you know i can laugh at it you know what i'm saying i mean and i don't feel I like i guess it depends on how i guess it depends on how mean spirited it is oh yeah like, uh, yeah i mean there's a lot of that too you know it's a contextual I've told you before, thing i've told you before like i 100 have gotten to the point i'm a big howard stern fan and I've gotten to the point when he gets into those religious talks and religious jokes, I skip through it. I, I, I there's just, I, I just don't want to hear it. And it's not that sure. it bothers me. Well, wait, let me, I guess it does bother me, obviously, if I skip through it, but I don't find that funny that much. Uh, you know, there's a lot of other things we can make fun of, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. I guess it just kind of boils down to that. I don't have a lot of religious humor. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Because um, I know. Because what just I mean, two just one in some of your faves that are just off the top of my head, Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David, both are, you know, oh, yeah, both Jewish big time. And I mean, but those guys are hilarious and they make fun of their own religion, you know, and, and yeah, it's just, no, I, you know, I think they're making fun. No, they're not making fun of like God himself. They're making fun of like the rituals they do. And that's OK. Right. You know, that's, that's they're not I, I guess where I draw the line on the comedy part is the denial of god does that yeah. make sense like a lot of ricky gervais's a lot of ricky gervais's jokes are kind of like that yeah i agree with that yeah and, and i don't i don't find the humor in that now if it's a if it's making fun of like you know how many kids a catholic family has or you know that kind of thing that's not really mean-spirited that's just kind of making fun of a, a obvious like i said a stereotype stereotype but yeah I, I don't like the uh the you know the god doesn't exist type jokes like i don't sure. i'm just not a big fan of those you know so that's where yeah. that's where i draw my uh uh religious joke line offensive like, line uh, yeah that's uh yeah, that's your I'll, line I'll, in the I'll sand take, yeah i'll take some uh i'll take some you know funny critiques but i don't like the denial and stuff like that um I wish that people could uh, could see the video that were taken because I know I understand that you've recently purchased a shirt, a novelty shirt from from Etsy. Oh, I don't have it uh, on though, but yeah, no. But I'm I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of this shirt. I I showed everybody that because you sent me a picture of it. It's the logo for Baby Billy's Bible Bonkers for those (laughs) Gemstones fans out there, and it's it's just fantastic. Uh, they've but got anyways, stickers so, and everything and i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna keep going I, I love it um but all right and then just to switch gears a little bit here uh your boys are back in school this week they are and how's that and, going well mine are one is your oldest boy's age actually your son is one month older than or uh yeah about a month older than my youngest but then my 13 year old uh, they're they play off each other. So Luke is nine and he acts like he's 13 because he has a 13 year old brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
my uh, conversations are very, very short now. Like I'll be like, how was school? Fun. Yeah. Oh, did you, you know, do you have any classes with your friends? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, well, well uh, what, did you eat lunch in the cafeteria? Yeah. What what did you have? Corn dog. <laughs> oh, oh, well, did you get to sit with, did you get to sit with your friends and, and did, you know, have fun with your friends at lunch? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, how was recess? It was fun. <laughs> so that's what I get now. Oh, that's what yeah. you have to look forward to. Oh, I can't hardly wait. I can't hardly wait. Yeah, they don't start. Uh, my uh, Landon and Luke don't start till Monday. So I'm, 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 I mean, I'm totally preparing myself for that kind of conversation. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, we want, so we're, we're, we're watching the Disney movies in order, like right. chronological, uh, theatrical release, only the big major ones, you know, and, uh, we're up to, we just watched a goofy movie last night. Oh, okay. And, uh, boy, did it hit, it hit home because Max doesn't want to spend time with his dad. And I told Jack, I said, man, I, I feel like goofy. You know, you don't want to talk to me. You don't want to, you know, what he's like, why do you make me feel that way? You know, <laughs> like he just, you know, he just doesn't, he, he doesn't see it. Like I do. Like, I'm like, Hey buddy. And he's like, I'm going to draw. I'm going to play Nintendo. I'm, I'm going to do this. You know, it just, it's coming for you, buddy. Just get ready. So it's just not cool to be hanging out with your folks anymore is what you're saying. I mean, yeah, no. I'm not looking. I'm not looking forward to that. You're right. I'm not looking forward to that at all. But I mean, it's you know, it, ha- it, it happens. It's just part of uh, part and gr- part of growing up. And I guess you come back around eventually when they need something. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> need money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I got to cross an item off my bucket list, or at least halfway off my bucket list last weekend. Um, I got to go to a Cardinal game with my oldest son. And I'll tell you what, something, it was a blast. I had the best time. He had a great time. He, he joined in, you know, all the chants, you know, the, the charges and the, you know, let's go Cardinals and all that stuff. And, uh, I'll tell you though, I, I messed up. I'll tell you what I did. I, uh, I let him decide everything that he ate and drank for the day. And I knew you would do something like that. I, I knew that like you couldn't. Like just well, let it be a normal special thing. I knew you had to go overboard. Like that, well, I, just, no, I, I just, I was thinking that. I, I, you I know, wanted him. You, uh, I wanted him to, be, don't I wanted have to, to do be that, special. Colin. I know. I wanted it to be special. I wanted it. It to already is special. Time. You're taking him to a cardinal game. How many kids don't get to go to a game ever? You're right. You're exactly right. I, I agree with and you. That's how, that I get mad at my kids because I'm like, you know how many adults I know that's never been to Disney World their whole entire oh, yeah. life. Oh yeah, and my kids have gone like fifteen times already, more mm-hmm. than that I think. But so it's the same thing. And like, and I, I told you, I think on the previous episode, I feel like I have to overcompensate. You know, when we go to Disney World, I feel like I'm like, well, I, I got to get them a souvenir. No, I don't. I mean, you know, no, I don't. <laughs> no, you don't. But I do because I'm a I'm a I'm a dummy. And yeah. so, like, I just I had that envisioned of you. Yeah, I, I knew how yeah. excited you were, and I was like, "Oh, Colin's gonna—he is probably gonna overindulge in souvenirs. He's gonna let him eat everything he wants to eat and all that kind of stuff, yeah. and basically yeah. just spoil him rotten." And I get it; it's—it's it's nice to be able to do that. But sure, you didn't have to, and, and I don't have to either. But we do. Um. Anyway, long short version: he threw up on the way home. 
he uh he said he said why do i feel so bad i said well i said it's daddy's fault and he said he said why i said because i let a nine-year-old decide what you eat and drink all day is what i told him and it he is a hundred percent your fault <laughs> which i mean he it was it was fine he uh one one thing that was kind of funny so he decided he wanted a cheeseburger um around the i don't know sixth inning or so and so we went down there and there's a there's a they got like a freddy's stand kind of right around the corner from our seats and he i don't think he's ever had a freddy's burger which freddy's burgers are pretty good and uh we, we walked up there and we were going through the line there was nobody else you know up there so all the employees are staring at us and landon kind of stopped when we got a little closer and i said well, what's the matter buddy he said i think i changed my mind and i said well why'd you change your mind he said do they have mcdonald's burgers here i said no so this is freddy's they're a lot better he said i don't i don't want one and i said so well we got to buy a bottle of water or something from him. So we bought a bottle of water and I'm standing there checking out. And the guy says, what'd you change your mind for there, little guy? And, and Landon just clammed up real quick. You know, I said, Landon, you can be honest. He said, you guys don't have McDonald's burgers here. And the, Gosh. They all started laughing. And I said, listen, I've, I've thought I'd raised him better than that. I apologize. We were all laughing. It was, it was pretty funny. But it was a good time. We sang Take Me Out to the Ball Game in the seventh inning stretch and all that. And the Cardinals came home with a win. So maybe he is the counter to my Cardinal curse. So, so what's your record knows? now for this year? Uh for the for the tickets I've been at. Um you're like one and four or something. I think we've seen maybe two wins in the I think eight games we've been to. Eight games we've had tickets for. They've won two of them. Maybe three. Gotcha. But that's a Cardinals curse for you, man. You got anything anything you want to talk about from the week? Uh, I've been uh, I've been pretty ridiculed over my Universal Studios globe uh, theory. Oh, let's hear uh, it. I'm always up for some been ridiculed. I, no, I've, <laughs> I've just been <laughs> I've just been told like, dude, you know there's cartography. I mean, that's what I said. That's what even I said. way back in the, like the 1700s, and I'm like. I know I said that and I said, okay, I get it, but it's still, it's just so remarkable to me that it would like everything would fit perfectly and the jagged edges would be just like it really is in present day. And I don't know, man, it's just a little weird. That's all I I got, but I got a little bit of a negative comments towards my direction. Wow. On that, you know? And he never gets yeah. negative comments, yeah, well. ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, put this in the record books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, bask in it while you can. Because yeah, I know because today it's coming. we're talking about your it's boy. <laughs> All right, well, like okay, let's let's go ahead and get yeah. right into it. This is the definitive Superman one, two, three, and four recap by me and Ben on the Ben and Colin show. Let's get this started with the first one. Just a little bit of backstory. I have never seen the Christopher Reeves movies before. I think it well, was not this past weekend, but weekend before. I took notes because I do have thoughts, and uh, we will try to. Uh... So, explain to me. No, I'm not. I'm not. Ju- I'm not judging. Yeah, go calm ahead. Down. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm calm. I'm calm. Go ahead. You're from Metropolis, mm-hmm. but besides that, where did this love and obsession and admiration of Superman come from? When you hadn't ever seen the original movies that started it all. Can you explain that? I mean, the only, the only way, yeah. uh, The only, the only way I can think of is just being a citizen here, I guess. And 
just being around it and knowing that he just has every power ever, you know, and, and is virtually unstoppable unless you give him, you know, kryptonite, obviously. But I don't know, man. I think just being around it my whole life and knowing, you know, that he's just unbeatable, I think it was really resonated with Dude, me. So do, so do you think I overplay your love for Superman or is it about right or maybe uh, not enough? No, no, I think it's about right. Yeah. I think he's, I still think he's the greatest, greatest superhero ever created. I mean, he was the prototype for every single one that came after him. I mean, you know, you could absolutely, yeah, I what know, to, of what to do, not do wrong again. Yes. <laughs> that's you're right. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Maybe so, no, but you know, I, superheroes look, today would not be the same if, it, if Superman was never created. I mean, that's the bottom line. Okay, I'm not denying that, but I'm saying they started off where you can't go any better. You, you get what I'm saying? There's the dilemma yeah. right there. Oh yeah, set I'm the bar too high. That. I'm admitting you, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Well, not the problem is, man. What that I have with Superman, and I'm not, and, I, and I'm. This is not how to beat the crap out of Superman episode. I get it. People know my hatred for Superman. But my thing is seriously, and you have to you have to agree with this, otherwise you're insane. Like, like the idea of weaknesses and the drama of can he or will he or is he you know is he in danger? That creates a great story. And when Superman is like you just worded it, he has every power known to man. And he's virtually unstoppable. And you, you use the word kryptonite, but even that has not stopped him in the past. So where's the where's the drama? Where's the story? You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's all I mean is like with other superheroes, and I'm not just you, you know, let's not just talk about Batman because that's my favorite, but I mean like Spider-Man and the X-Men, and they have all kinds of things that they could I mean, they can get killed, they can die. Superman sure. can't. Well, you know I mean? I thought honestly, that's I think a my, lot of that's where my problems stem. A lot of uh, a lot of my fandom, I think, kind of also kind of comes back to my and you've you talked about it, my my optimistic uh, personality okay. and, and demeanor and everything, you know, because he he is he is like you said. I mean, he doesn't lose, and I like that. He always tries to do the right thing, and he just, I mean, you know, he he. I, I don't get me wrong. I appreciate drama, the the threat that a superhero or somebody like that could die and just never come back, which I mean, we all know, you know, comic book people. No, really I know, it, does. I know it doesn't happen, but, right. but, but, but I mean, I understand what you're saying. There's always that threat though. Like, Oh my gosh, you know, like, I mean, Spider-Man can get a hole blasted through yeah. his chest and that'll be it. But with Superman, that's just not a thing. Um, I just, I always like the good guys to win and he always wins. So I'm not saying I don't me, like that's... the good guys to win. What, what I'm saying is, is like, for instance, that Peter Parker's an 18-year-old kid or 16, 17, 18-year-old kid. Some of his villains are way stronger than him, mm -hmm. have more powers than him. He has to figure out a way to outsmart them. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. Superman literally just has to flick his finger and kill anybody. Anybody. There's no villain no. that could ever match a guy of his power. And therefore, that's why it's frustrating to me is that there's just hard to believe anything could make it interesting besides a guy just standing there going, you can't do anything to me, and there's nothing I can't do to you. You, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, so I understand your optimistic viewpoint of it. Like, hey, I like the good guys to win. But to me, I just, uh, I just, I got to have that great story of like, 
the passion, the drama, the action. And Superman's got some of that, but not enough for me to ever be a fan. So, but uh, it's amazing to me. That's why I, I turned this short story into a long story. I just wondered how your fandom started. And it's been, it's fair to say it's because of the town you came from is the same town that he is uh, fictionally from. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a fair statement. Okay. Um, but it is funny. And over the like years, you said, you've grown bigger and bigger, right? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, and it's funny because, like you said, too, the, you know, the, all the reasons that you like Batman over Superman or whoever over Superman, all those reasons are the reason that I like Superman more. Um, don't get me wrong. Uh, and we've said this before. I do enjoy the drama and all that stuff, like you said, but I also just kind of want. Also, in some of my some of my stories, comic books, whatever, just good old bad guys get the crap kicked out of them, uh, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like, I mean, yeah, you like you, I, I like to win, I guess, yeah, I, and I, I like I know, to not have any. Doubt. Oh, I know that. I know that. <laughs> well, I mean, it, and it goes back to though. See, it, again, it kind of fits with my personality because, like we said on the show before, also, I always put my games on easy and play them through because I don't like the fact. That there's a chance I could lose. I don't. I don't like the thought of losing. And so with Superman, so let me that, ask you that, something. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So sorry. No, do you do you beat do you beat your kids? Do you let your kids not beat them? I'm something like do you, do you defeat do you I defeat do. I, them? I beat the tar. No, out no, of no, them. no, 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 no. Like in games and stuff, do you defeat them or do you let them win? No, most of the time I beat them. To yeah, I, I, I most of the time I win. Most of the time. So you're teaching. You're teaching them that they're not always going to win, right? Yeah, like, that's oh, what yeah. I'm asking. Yeah, absolutely. It seems like it's it, you know playing psychiatrist here for a minute. It seems like because I mean I've played with you and you don't like to lose. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean you're you're so you're so competitive. Like you don't like it when like somebody gets an achievement before you. You know, uh, it's true. <laughs> yeah, some in some cases, in some cases, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is. It's true. But I mean, like we play uh call of duty Warzone, and i've like you have rage quit because mm -hmm. we've gotten five fifth places in a row or something or whatever and like i guess it's just i have a better grasp of you're not going to win every time than you do uh, yeah. in that situation in that situation yeah. but but i i do see it it does make the more we talk about it the more it makes more sense why you would like superman but yeah there's there's millions and millions of people that do. They're called weirdos, but you know. <laughs> um, so, you watched Superman one, which came out in 1978. Correct. So, just a little recap on it. Uh, it starts off with three uh, Kryptonian villains get put into the Phantom Zone, which is like Kryptonian jail. And story also goes: Marlon Brando is Jor-el, son of Superman, Kal-el. They That's send not a how baby the first off. One starts, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, dude. It starts off exactly like the second one does. It's so okay. weird. Okay, sorry. Go but, ahead. No, you're fine. And so send the. I mean, you know, tale as old as time. Planets blowing up. We send the kid to Earth. Uh, he gets picked up by Jonathan and Martha Kent, and they raise him as a, just a good old boy in Kansas. He eventually makes his way to Metropolis, becomes a, a reporter besides Lois Lane, a love interest there, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, Lex Luthor is trying to... This is actually, I will say, Luthor's plan in this movie, I felt like was pretty smart. So 
for those well, of that's you that the only thing Luthor has, right? Is his brain. His right? brain. Uh, yeah. I mean, I money, mean, money, money, money. Yeah. He but, he uh, he decides to buy up a bunch of land in a desert in California, and he's going to set off the San Andreas Fault with stolen nukes and make the rest of California drop into the ocean. So now all this desert is now beachfront property, and he's and everybody's going to pay you know exorbitant amounts of money for him. Pretty smart plan, if I do say so. I mean, if you suspend disbelief just for a little bit, it's pretty smart. Now, that being said, um. I will say just on top of everything, the all throughout these all four movies, I do I do commend the special effects team because I know like the big tagline is you will believe Hold a on. man can sorry, what? Go go movie by movie. Don't don't encompass well, no, I am. All, all I, well I'm just no, I am. I'm just I'm just saying just making a statement about the special effects of him flying, for example. I mean by I, nowadays I have a comment about that. Oh, do but... you okay? We can wait. Well, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait. All right. So here's the thoughts that I wrote down. Um First of all, the movie cannot seem, and this is a theme for the rest of them too, it can't seem to decide if they're in New York City or Metropolis. Have you have you noticed that? Like every single scene of the city, it's clearly New York City. I mean, <laughs> they well, don't even try to, they don't even yeah. I mean, I mean, I get it, you know, it's this the, is an uh, example of you being too overly uh it might be, but it really took me out of the movie critique, because I mean you over critique it. Because I mean, Man, at one point, that, at one point, they're in Metropolis, dude. Superman picks Lois up and flying around with her, and they fly by the Statue of Liberty, which is like right outside. I know. Her door. I don't know, I don't know but I think I think it's like that because Metropolis is not in Kansas, so I think we're supposed to believe that Gotham City and uh, uh, Central City and Metropolis are somewhere close to New York. I think. Oh, are they? Well, I say I, I th- I, the well, geography's always been really ha- weird. I understand that, and you're not you're not wrong for thinking that. But uh, the other thing is too, we don't really know how long they were flying. He might have flown so fast that he took her to New York. You know, yeah. no, I, mean, I mean, I mean, could that be is, that is a possibility, Colin. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure right. your theories down. Come on, <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. So, like I said, they did have the forethought to get the three main villains from Superman two. In this very first part of the first movie. Now, what's what's interesting is that uh, in this one, Marlon Brando, the Godfather, plays Jarrell, Superman's son, and in, when he goes back to the Fortress of Solitude throughout the movie, it's Marlon Brando. But this is the last movie you see him in. He's not in any of the other movies. Okay. Hold but, on, time out. So right. you watch you watch Superman to the theatrical version. You didn't watch the Donner cut. Oh, I guess not. Why is he in the Donner cut? He's absolutely in the Donner cut. Oh, so interesting. You haven't, so, you haven't you you haven't seen the better version of Superman two. Uh, oh, well, I'm like, I guess I'm gonna have to look that up. Huh. Interesting. So, so, let me ask you. I'm gonna I'm gonna interject here and there as you're talking, but sure. So have you not? Uh, have you not? Did you not do any research about how they made the movies or anything? You just saw. You just watched them. That's it. Like I'm. I literally got on Plex. And whatever version yeah. he had on there, that's what okay. I watched. Yeah, which I, I've okay. heard of the Donner well, cut. I don't know what the, I don't really. I mean, I know it's a director's cut of the movie, but I don't know the well, difference. Let me explain it? a little bit. I, yeah, go ahead. And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna get eaten alive by Brock probably because he's our film <laughs> critic guy that that double checks everything I freaking say. Love you, Brock. <laughs> but anyway, um, the Richard Donner is the mm-hmm. director of right. the first and second one. Well, okay, <laughs> sorry, of the first one for sure. 
when he, they started shooting the first one, they their entire plan was to shoot two movies at the same like you know consecutively. Okay. So like they weren't they weren't going to miss a beat. And if you notice in the second one you watch, not the Donner cut, that Gene Hackman's scenes are quite they're they're hacked up and edited quite a bit too. Okay. Uh, because see, I said I wasn't going to jump ahead because you're not nowhere done with the first movie yet, but. Uh, just to give you a little backstory, uh, Richard Donner got like either got fired or he quit. I can't remember which one. Again, this is where Brock's gonna cut me to pieces. But the cast was very, very loyal to Richard Donner. Mm-hmm. E- even John Williams, who uh, we haven't mentioned it yet, but he did the score, and it's incredible. The Superman theme song is incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's iconic. It's it's awesome. So, uh, but anyway, like even John Williams was like. Uh, if y'all are getting rid of Richard Donner, I'm not going to do the music for it. So wow. like, all these, like Gene Hackman refused to be, in, he, he refused to do any reshoots because Donner got through like 60% of Superman two. And then something happened to where like they fired him or he walked away or something. And then Richard Lester, or uh, I think it's Lester. He did the remaining 40% of the movie. And then they didn't even give Donner directing credit for the theatrical version. Wow. And Marlon Brando sued to not be in the Lester version. He would only be in the Richard Donner version. So Hmm. that's why he filmed scenes in the second one where they're doing the trial that you're talking about, where he's, he's walking around them and telling the other Kryptonians, but that's in the second one, but it's it, it, not in the theatrical. All you can hear, oh. hear in the second one is his voice in the because they showed the that in the first version. one. They showed that scene in the first one with him. Right, in. but they didn't show Jarrell. Yeah, they did in the first one, not in the second one. No, in the second. No, that's what I'm talking about. In the second the first, one, they don't yeah. show Jarrell. Yeah, right. And in the second one, this Fortress of Solitude is his mom, right? Laura, Laura yeah. L. Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why, dude. Because Marlon Brando refused to let them use his footage. Well, isn't that interesting? Look at you. Look look at you, Superman. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not oblivious to history here. I mean, I I do. Oh, God. It pains me to give Superman any kind of compliment. I agree with you. He's the first superhero. But, I mean, they just, they really missed the mark on, like, making it where you could move up. You know, like, it just... Okay, so so yeah. something that you that you won't see in today's society, and and not really any movie I could think of, dude, full frontal child nudity in this one. Oh yeah, yeah, little uh, little Clark Kent's peepees in it. It's crazy. I was like, wow, I can't. I can't <laughs> it just really, it just really shocked me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it wasn't, it, and it was kind of an extended scene. I mean, I don't want to sound creepy or nothing, but it was just yeah, something crawls I out of the. Crater yeah. in the ground, yeah. Yeah, and he's just right there, totally naked. And I was like, oh, so, okay. Again, I haven't seen the movie in a really long time. Mm-hmm. When they put him in that capsule, he's a baby. Well, that's my next. That's my <laughs> next note. That's my next note. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I put, I put on here. Um, all right. So second thing or next thing, dude. The timeline is so weird on this movie. Okay. So, okay. like you said, he's a baby. They put him in the ship. And then when they get there, he's like three years old, give or take. At least, at least, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, you're, which they do kind of mention it would take three years. They do kind of mention it would take three years to get there. So, whatever. So, the But he doesn't time, age like we do. 
Well, and here's another thing that's really weird. So he makes the Fortress of Solitude, right, later, and he's talking to Jorel's projection or whatever you want to call it. And Jorel says that by the time you see this, I will have been dead for thousands of years. (laughs) So, So what? Okay, so you're telling me, you're telling me that let's just say that what Jorel said was, you know, legit. It took Superman thousands of years to get to Earth, although he looks like a three slash four year old. Okay. But then as soon as he gets to Earth, he ages like a normal person because he goes to high school and he, you know, looks like a regular 17, 18 year old boy. Very, very strange timeline on this movie. I don't I don't really understand it, honestly. And then on top of all that, when he well, does get the Fortress of Solitude, he he's there as a boy and he just trains under Jor-El for I mean, if you go by Kryptonian aging, another couple thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's just it is just a really weird timeline with the whole thing. And I don't maybe, really know. Maybe oh. Kryptonian years are like a month to us. You know, I don't well, I, I mean, wondered or, that too. I wondered that too. I, I was like, well, I, just, mean, I don't know. Uh, how did you like how Marlon Brando says Krypton? Krypton. Krypton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Krypton. Well, and, and another yeah. thing I thought was interesting about the movie is is they pronounce it both Luther and Luthor. Both of them. Like, yeah. Interchangeably is kind of weird. I've always struggled with that myself. Like, I know it's Luthor, mm-hmm. but I've called him Luther before, but like probably my younger years. But um, Luthor sounds more you know, evil. Luthor is more evil. Yes, than I, absolutely. You know. It sounds more villainous. Yes, you're right. Sorry, all those people out there named Luthor, but you know, you're I villain. love his. I love his subway lair, though. It's like got the pool in it and everything. Yeah. I think that's yeah. it's crazy. Um, can we talk about like? I don't know what you got in your notes, but can we talk about the overall non-action in the first movie? Like, it's just there's just like. Can you admit that to me? There's nothing that happens. I mean, like, yeah, I'm trying to as... I'm trying to think of any big set pieces or anything. Um, well, I mean, Lois jumps out a window. Yeah, and he saves her. Yeah, he, you know, he stops that helicopter from falling on people. Right. Yeah. Uh, he stops the bank robbers, which that's how he becomes like Mister Popular. Yeah. And uh, the missiles, like, <laughs> the, I mean, that's it, dude. <laughs> but here's that's the thing: it. it's really funny. Like, it's a very, very plain Jane movie. It really is. But yeah. for for 1978, dude, phenomenal special effects, even though oh, today yeah. it's super cheesy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was nominated for several Academy Awards for like editing, for effects, for sound and uh, the, the, uh, the theme song. But, um, you know, it just, gosh, watching it now, in 2023 pretty rough i mean (laughs) uh, yeah so like you said gene hackman or well lex luthor's plan had uh had merit to it you know you're like hey it's not a that's a pretty villainous idea you know Mm -hmm. but like like there's no interaction between him and superman except for conversation yeah <laughs> you know I mean, well, I mean but like you said though too I know, how could I know. you know how could he go toe-to-toe with him because he always got his brain and you know there's, he's there's oh i'm sorry no he had way. kryptonite on a chain he put on him he put he put a big thing a rock of kryptonite on a necklace 
on a big old chain necklace yes. and put it around Superman. And, and that was, that was kind of good. <laughs> so my next point, you, you mentioned the nuke. So, so for those of you that haven't seen it, Superman's got a nuke heading to Jersey and he promised uh, Miss Tessmacher, who is Luthor's henchwoman, that he would save her mom before he saved Lois and everybody in what Arizona, I guess, because it's the yeah Hoover yeah. Dam and all that. Again, geography is weird, so he can't save both of them. That's the whole big thing. Well, so what I found interesting about this, what he does is Lois gets spoiler alert from 1978 movie. Lois gets basically buried alive and dies. Okay. I mean, she successfully dies. And I can only imagine in the theaters, people were like, oh my gosh, like they just right. killed Lois Lane, you know? So right. Superman in his wisdom decides to fly incredibly fast around the planet backwards and that reverses time. So then he can save Lois. Now, what I thought was interesting, he saves Lois, but did you notice that he doesn't, at least in the cut that I saw again, I don't know what I've seen and what I had, you know, I don't, I don't know what I've watched now, but he doesn't stop the nukes a second time. They're just stopped. <laughs> We're just, it just works. I don't, it's just so weird. It's just such a weird thing. And everything we know about time it's travel. It's 1978, China. Colin. It's 1978. Uh, I mean, it's just funny. You know. It's just funny. You know, um, the, uh, the, the, just the, the true hard facts is though it made three hundred million dollars. Now, and I believe a it. Huge, huge success. So the first one is always going to stand the test of time. It's in the Smithsonian as one yeah. of the like shining moments of you know film history. Cinema. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it, even though not a lot happens in it, and I probably favor the second one the most. Uh, I think I do too. I think Segwin's probably the even not seeing the good, Richard Donner. Though. I mean, even not seeing the Richard Donner cut or whatever. I, well, uh, I, well, the Richard Donner cut has more Marlon Brando. Uh, it has more Gene Hackman. And what they did to take Richard Donner out of the equation is they reshot all the already shot parts. And man, did Christopher Reeve and uh, what's her name, Kidder? Um, Margot Kidder, Margot Kidder. They nobody liked this Lester guy. Like I can't believe how many times Christopher Reeve was like, "I'm never coming back as Superman again. I'm done with this crap. I'm done with it." You know, and like they were like, "No, please, we, we need you back." Did you know at one point Tony Danza was signed on to be Superman? Wow! No, I didn't. That'd be crazy. <laughs> That'd be crazy. How do I know more? How do I know more about this crap than you do? Well, because you looked up all the trivia and stuff. I just watched the movies and made notes is all okay. I did. Huh? All right. All right. So anyway, so moving right. on to Superman 2 came out in 1980. The theatrical version, which is the one that I watched, was strangely uh, empty of Marlon Brando. Um, but again, this one starts out the exact same as the first one, uh, where you've got non Ursa and General Zod being sent off to the Phantom Zone. And then, surprise, they break out and, and end up coming down to Earth to wreak havoc and basically rule the planet. Go ahead. Remind me how they break out in the theatrical version. I'm trying to remember. Um, they... It seems like there was a... 
How do they do it in the Donner version? Remind me, because I don't remember. It, I remember it was pretty. One cool. of the missiles. For, it's one of the. It's one of the missiles from Gene Hackman's thing, and yeah, Superman that's throws what I was, it out that, there, and it blows. Yeah, it. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what. Because uh, okay. okay, yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. That was a neat way to tie it in. Yeah, it's it's yep. Yeah, that, that's so good anyway, writing. Yeah, so so this is Terrence Stamp, the Terrence Stamp. He uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in uh, Star Wars Episode One. He was in Yes Man, just a couple, just right off the top of my head that I've seen. I mean, gosh, there's there's countless other other movies and stuff he's been in. But oh, he okay, plays so, one of the dudes at Naboo, doesn't he? No, he's the Supreme Chancellor. Oh, that's one, right. Okay, yeah, the one that, yeah, the one that yeah, Padme yeah, yeah, does yeah. the vote of no confidence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so anyway, okay. so so Superman decides he loves Lois Lane, so he goes and tells his mom about it at the Fortress of Solitude and. But for some reason, Superman, in order to be with this mortal woman, has to live as a mortal. Okay. <laughs> and now this is a very it gets, heavy. Yeah, de- I think it's weird. It gets, this is, it's, it's a very heavy weird. decision. It's a very heavy de- de- decision for our favorite Kryptonian. He, uh, it's an irreversible thing. He gets his powers taken away. Your I don't really know Kryptonian. <laughs> Who's your favorite Kryptonian? The dead I'll take one. anybody. I know. I yeah. know. Anyway, Jor El, it's my favorite one. He's dead. <laughs> so, Go ahead. You're awful. All the ones on Krypton. <laughs> yep. You're awful. That one guy, that one guy that was at the bank at Krypton when it blew up. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, so Laura makes this huge speech about how it's irreversible and be sure you want to do this. And so he decides he's going to. <laughs> so. He goes to uh, he he him and Lois are there at the Fortress of Solitude, and she just kind of stands by and lets him do it. Well, then they go to they end up leaving. I guess they walked back from the Arctic. That was weird. <laughs> that, was, that was not not good thinking ahead there, Soups. Um, <laughs> they go into this diner somehow, somewhere I don't know, and they they run into this trucker i guess what randy is that his name i don't remember what his name is randy or yeah. something like that he beats he's his a big, ass <laughs> he's a big jerk yeah just beats clark kent down and you know and so so then they see of course the kryptonians on the tv talking to the president and the president you know addressing everybody neil before zod all this stuff well then superman decides oh well i need to get my powers back so, in order to reverse this irreversible procedure, he just flies to the here. He he doesn't fly. He can't do that. He goes back to the Fortress of Solitude, picks up a green crystal, and then he's got his powers back. It's the weirdest. Oh. It's the weirdest thing. What is the does the Donner cut different in this? Because well, I, I can't remember, but it like I said, uh, everything that you see Laura L in is it's Marlon Brando. Okay. Well, um, she she so like I, I said she she had this huge speech talking about you know it's irreversible and he just picks up a green crystal and he's got his powers back. It's ridiculous. Well, the whole idea of Superman is ridiculous, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is this is this is your favorite superhero. It is. Carl. Keep it going. Is. Keep going. Okay, so. So you've got, like I said, you've got Zod, Ursa, and Nan. So Nan is just this big hulking guy, and all he does are these weird, like growls and and you know, and it's just the weirdest. I don't. They never explain why. They never they just never explain it. He's the he's and, the muscle. He's the muscle. Yeah, but I mean, he can't. Like, why can he not talk? 
Why could he not Because talk? with great power comes less brain cells. <laughs> Just like Grimlock. You're from Krypton. Just like well, Cybertron. Cybertron too, though. Cybertron as well. I heard the IQ of most Kryptons is pretty low. Anyway, let's move on. So fast forward a little bit, and Superman has now he's now confronting everybody in the Fortress of Solitude. So you got all four Kryptonians, Lex and Lois are all there. So Superman throws. This is one of the most biggest stretches of his powers I've ever seen. He, I'm getting ahead of myself, or is that a different movie? I think that might be a different no, movie. No, no, you're no, you're right. He throws well, no, the latex. The, well, I'm talking. No, I'm talking about the. I'm talking about the Great Wall of China. Was that this movie? No, that was the last no, one. I, Sorry, no, that's, yeah, that's the third. yeah, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, fourth one, yeah. So Nan is flying at Superman. Superman rips a layer of S off of his chest and throws it at Nan. It gets real big for some reason, like wraps him up like saran wrap. <laughs> I had no idea this was one of his superpowers. <laughs> Super saran wrap power. <laughs> there are no He's... limits to the dumb crap that Superman can do. <laughs> So, again, spoiler alert, Superman convinces Zod, Ursa, and Nan to put him back in the chamber that he was in when he got his powers taken away. But, again, for an unexplained reason, he gets put in there, and everybody that's outside of the chamber this time loses their powers, which that's a big reveal. I thought that was kind of cool. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the idea that Superman would outsmart somebody, it just doesn't make sense. You're right. Um I was referring to the fact. Cool. Yeah, it was very cool. I bet, I bet he called Adam West. That's what I'm guessing. He probably called <laughs> Batman, and Batman gave him the idea. Just that's, I'm just throwing it out there because that's what he that's who he normally goes to for help. But anyway, oh, is ahead. it okay? Well, anything is that... intellectual? Is... Yes, yes. I mean, obviously he's the obviously he's the brawn. Okay, but he's the non. Know, he's he, the. Uh... Uh, yes that's exactly what he is okay okay (laughs) oh so after finding this out zod ursa and Nan then decide to go ahead and try to kill him uh anyway even though they're all mortal now uh mr i can't kill anybody straight up kills zod in this movie he kills him he 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 throws him down a, a bottomless pit he kills him Zod's dead. And oh. then on top of that, Lois kills Ursa. So you got two murders now. I don't I guess I forgot all that. Yeah. They threw him down. They threw him down in between the like down and you don't really see him like die, but they go down into this like crevice in the ice or whatever, and it's all foggy, so you don't really see him land or nothing. But they're dead. They're gone. They don't come back. Yeah. I thought and he then, put him back in the Phantom Zone. He doesn't. No, no. Well, not in the version I saw. In the version I saw, they were just gone. I was like, "Oh my gosh, okay." So get that. Then you, you have go. another another one of Superman's lesser known powers: the ability to cause amnesia with nothing but a kiss. A, yeah. <laughs> well, hold on though. To be fair, that actually is in the comics. Is it? Yes, it is. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Okay, but still, 
ridiculous. No, it's ridiculous. It, well, I'm <laughs> glad. Thank you for finally admitting. <laughs> it's the weirdest. You. It's such a weird thing. Um, yeah. I will. I will have to say though. Um, at the very end of the movie, it was a very, very, very neat shot of him replacing the American flag on the White House. I thought that was really cool and one of those really like, you go America moments, you know? I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah. So, yes, I agree with you, even though I have not seen the Donner Cut. Uh, Superman 2 is my favorite of the four. Um, that's a, that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, just because, like you because said, I, I mean, think... there's... Go ahead. A lot more action. I think because we get to see him go toe to toe with somebody, mm-hmm. that makes it more interesting, and especially I, uh, uh, because they're Kryptonians, you know. So yeah, it's and they're also the guys that his dad put away. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so a, there's little, a personal, little personal, yeah, yep. Uh, I did see, think there was, was funny a story the, there, Colin. There's a little I bit know. of a story there. It's uh, not very right. intelligent, but it's a little bit of a story. <laughs> I uh, I especially did like the. Uh, this is fun. I'm having fun. I know. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I know. I'm, I'm glad you are. I'm glad you are. The product placement I thought was funny. At one point, Superman gets uh, thrown into a Marlboro truck, and then immediately yeah. from a Marlboro truck into a giant neon Coca-Cola sign. And I think all that's pretty funny. But that's just again, that sign of the times, not a big deal. I'm not detracting. So that's my 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 thoughts on Superman well, two. You're missing you're missing the classic uh where he goes back to that diner and beats up that guy for no reason. <laughs> he does. That's that's right. Because 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 he goes he does the time thing again. He goes around the, he, he take he goes back in time again. Does he? And, well, he does in the Donner cut. I don't know about oh. the actual. But he goes no, back the in time one, again. Yeah, the theatrical one, he just and went back to the diner so and the guy was at there. At that point, he's gone back in time. So now that diner guy doesn't even know that he's he's never beat him up yet. And that huh. Superman goes in there and just beats the shit out of him. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Because yeah. I think I think that the diner guy even mentions, even yes. mentions he, that, that he'd seen he him before. That's why I'm surprised. He shouldn't, that, though. He shouldn't know who he is because he, he goes back in time. Isn't that interesting? Yep. There you go. What a, what you need a to weird see the detail. Cut. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. But uh, the other thing is, too, is your little Mr. Innocence, he took out vengeance on a dude that didn't even do anything to him yet, <laughs> technically. <laughs> what a jerk, yeah. right? Well, yeah, but it was funny. That guy deserved it. I'm Batman. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. So well, let's move on, on the- to the two worst movies in the whole damn genre. Is that not weird, though? Can I just say, is that not weird how the first two Superman and the first two Batman movies were pretty decent, and then the third and fourth one just went off the rails? Good point. Isn't that kind of weird? Good point. Anyway, maybe that's it's a DC curse. That way. Um, well, DC. Man, come on. I mean, let's just admit it. DC doesn't. I know you like DC, Colin. I'm not dogging DC, but their films are not that great. I mean, you know that. Come on. Yeah, I know. You're right. You're right. I, I versus that, versus the TVs and the cartoon films. The cartoon films are amazing. The, the yeah. shows are very good. Yeah. The films are not that great, man. They're just not that great. So all right, let's go on. Let's get let's get these Super- two crappy ones over with. <laughs> so Superman three, just real quick. This it's the one. Uh, Richard Pryor plays a down on his luck guy who gets hired on at a computer firm and learns computers in like two days. Now he's a computer genius. 
So this guy named, what was his name? It was uh, Webster, hires him to reprogram a weather satellite and mess up coffee. And so anyway, it's all a big scheme to make money. It was a very convoluted plan, Oof. but whatever. Yeah, it's 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 complicated. So this one starts out. Uh, first of all, Richard Pryor is amazing. He he plays just this hapless guy, and he's just is always wide-eyed. And I mean, that's just Richard Pryor, you know. He's he's just that's who he is. So this one opens up. So you like a, him in this movie? I do. I like Richard Pryor. I mean, he he was an irritating character, but I like him as an actor. And I and so yeah. You oh, know. I like Richard Pryor too. But this is a Superman movie, and he's like he's by far has the most screen time, and he's it's the movies about him. <laughs> I mean. You're not wrong. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. So the opening of this one was really strange to me because, like, I mean, it just opens up as like a cartoon. You have a bunch of kind of it's like, do- it's shtick. It's- yeah, it's a bunch of domino effect stuff of stuff happening and stuff happening. And it's just like, I don't really understand. Like, like it starts off a woman crashes her rollerblades for some reason, knocks over a bunch of phone booths, a bunch of toy penguins go out somewhere. Some CNI guy loses his dog. It, it felt like Doesn't an he like throw ice cream in somebody's face on accident or something. Yes. Um, and then, and then it, it's just weird. It's, it's, it's like so it, weird. It's so weird. Uh, at one point, like he finds the dog and, and, this one guy gets paint poured on his face. It's just, it's just like, I don't understand why we need all this. One guy almost drowns in his car because he runs over a fire extinguisher. I don't know, man. It's whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was, so that was really, really strange. So in this one, the, I guess Margot Kidder wasn't having it this time. She was in it for about five minutes at the beginning. She's going to uncover. Oh, you got another, you got another fact about this. This goes back to, this goes back to the Donner thing. He was supposed to do all four of these movies and he doesn't. Oh, okay. And uh, Kidder was very vocal about it and ran her mouth quite a bit. And so that that doesn't surprise me. I've, I've I've actually, I had met the woman before she passed and, and I a hundred percent believe that. A hundred percent, because okay. that is absolutely she. She was still like that, even in her in her later years. Uh, yeah, she was still so, like that. So yeah, I believe she, that she never let it go. And, I, and you know, supposedly, well, I, I I'm breaking my own rule. I told you don't jump ahead. But supposedly in Superman four, her and uh, Christopher Reeves were button heads real bad. Now so, I did read that. Yeah, I did read that. Yeah, at least. So um, sorry to jump ahead, but go back to three now. No, yeah, no, she you're has fine. a cameo because she has a cameo because they didn't want her in the movie. You know, like she, uh, you know, whatever. But she goes to interest uh, in this one. Yeah, is uh, is his high school girl, right? Lana Lana Lang, Lana Lana Lang, Lang, Lang. Yeah, yeah. Played by Annette O'Toole, who later played Martha Kent on Smallville. So that's pretty neat. Yes. But so he goes to his. He goes. He does this tant this thing where he goes back to Smallville, goes to a class reunion. Long story short. Chris or Richard Pryor ends up having the rich guy build him a supercomputer, and that's who the main bad guy is at the end of the movie is the supercomputer, and Superman has to beat it. So, all this being said, he's he's cleaning up. This is what I think is funny. He's cleaning up after the family reunion with Lana, and there's a picture of Christopher Reeve. You know, there's a picture of different students on the wall. There's a picture of Christopher Reeve, Reeve on the wall. He does not have his glasses on. In this picture, and I'm like, why are people not looking at this picture and be like, hey, why is Superman on there with that picture of Clark Kent? Just very strange. Sorry, it just jumped oh, out at me. Glasses is not. Oh, God. 
gosh. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so, so is that not the whole? Come on, look. Let's stop. We're time out. Is that not the most right. stupid cover up ever? Like, hey, it was the nineteen thirties. It was it's the nineteen thirties. It was the nineteen thirties, dude. Colin, nineteen thirties. Anyway, so I thought that was weird. Um, so then he goes on a, another another plot point that I thought was weird. Clark ends up going on a picnic with Lana and her son. Okay, so so, so Clark, you know, has some Tupperware and he opens it up, you know, as people do at a picnic, and you know, scoops out some, I guess, with his fingers or whatever, and eats it. He goes, "Oh, this is really unusual taste." So she says, "Clark, that's dog food." And I don't know. He he makes some kind of little witty remark. He goes, "Oh," and he says, "Uh," and then he takes another bite. Knowing that's how stupid he well. is. It's just so oh, it's just so weird. It's just so weird. Why are you eating dog food, man? It. Why are you eating dog food? You know who wouldn't <laughs> eat dog food? Batman. You dang right. <laughs> anyway. So then what I think is funny is conveniently enough, Gus, Richard Pryor's character, gets sent to Smallville. Because he can reprogram a computer in Smallville to make this weather satellite work the way it's supposed to for Webster's gain. So it just happens to be in Smallville, Kansas, which is like this small town, one one stoplight town. And it's got this computer that, you know, can make a weather satellite uh, reprogram and affect the weather. Doesn't make any sense. Like, it's just too oh, convenient. It's totally believable. Sorry. Yeah. It's totally believable. Come on, man. <laughs> so... Another thing that I thought was kind of funny is so in this movie, uh, at one point, Richard Pryor goes to visit Webster, the rich guy, on his skyscraper. Well, on top of this guy's skyscraper, no kidding, is a ski slope. He's got, he's got snow and everything he's brought in, and it's on a ski slope. And I know it's just a way to show that he's super rich, but it's like... <laughs> you know, it's just... supposed to be like you know he was, oh, yeah. that was supposed to be Gene Hack. That was supposed to be oh, Gene abs- Hack, but yeah. Lex Luthor. He, he just wouldn't. Webster yeah. is a cheap version of Lex Luthor in this movie. But go, oh I mean, yeah, obviously anybody. It's go ahead. So, um, and I'm I'm skipping over the good part because I want to talk about that last. So, at the end of the movie, Clark ends up fighting this supercomputer that has now gained sentience, and Webster's sister. This is what where it gets ridiculous. Webster's sister gets shoved into the machine or the machine grabs her and she becomes a cyborg woman. (laughs) Ben's acting it out for those of you that don't don't see him, but she becomes a cyborg woman. And that is just one of the strangest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, all right. So now the, the bright to me, the bright shining moment of the movie. Okay. So at one point, Superman gets handed synthetic kryptonite uh, as reward, and it doesn't affect him then and there. So everybody's like, oh, it's really weird. Well, eventually he starts to kind of quit caring and eventually just devolves into just a straight on drunk Superman. Um, well, yeah, it's kind of like bad Superman. Yeah, you know, bad he, Superman, he whatever you want. Yeah, he blows out the Olympic torch, which is <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> right before he's about to light it, he blows out the Olympic torch. That was really funny. Anyway, and he does uh, he does a bunch of other things. So he uh, he ends up going to a, and his his suit reflects it. Like his suit gets all 
I thought his suit was cool. Looking as bad because it was darker, a little darker. Yes. Well, and I kind of like the stubble, like Christopher Reeve had stubble too. Yeah. He he kind of looks like uh, almost like he's sick or something. You know, Mm -hmm. like you could tell it's not the regular light. You know, Colin Superman. That's right. So he goes to this. He goes to this junkyard, and I don't know if he like. He starts screaming and like a, a projection of Clark Kent comes out. Good Clark Kent comes out and they they continue. They proceed to have a fight. And dude, let me tell you something. This fight I thought was pretty awesome. I thought it was pretty cool. They they you know it was pretty decent choreography. Clark Kent gets put into a car masher and ends up breaking out. And it's just it's just really good. Well, anyway, Clark ends up beating drunk Superman and takes his. You know his suit off, and he's in the suit, the the, the bright suit again, and he's Superman again. So, um, isn't that a shame? It's a shame, isn't it? Anyway, I no, it was. I was rooting for Dark Superman. I'm sure you but, were. You know. I'm sure you were. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so that was really really cool. I thought. I'll tell you, um, uh, that was a good Superman fight. three. Superman three. They really vastly improved on the flying effects. Like he looks really mm-hmm. cool flying in Superman yeah. three. I, I mean, for nineteen eighty three, what was that? A chemical plant or something? There, mm-hmm. that's where they're. Or the yeah, the, the, I mean, it doesn't look fake at all. Like the first two Supermans look fake. The fourth Superman. Let's start talking about that here in a second. It is god awful. Yeah. I mean, they cut corners oh, big time. Anyway. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Is that all you got on Superman three? Um, yeah, I think we're ready to move on to the final one. Okay, so Superman four, the quest for peace. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, who is right? <laughs> so, in this movie, the synopsis is Superman. Of course, you got to think this is nineteen eighty seven, so we're Cold War in it all over the place, and Superman decides that it's for the betterment of humanity to round up all the nukes and throw them into the sun. So that's what he does. He rounds up every single nuclear device on the planet, every country, doesn't matter who, puts them into a giant net that came out of nowhere in space, which is very strange, and bowsered it right into the sun. And I say bowser because that's a Super Mario 64 reference for all you in 64. I get that. I get that. (laughs) (laughs) so in this one too he goes back and forth with telling lois's secret but then kissing her um let's see and then and it's kind of it's convenient that she's back full-time right oh absolutely she's absolutely um lex luther decides to get a hair from a local museum that superman had donated that was very generous (laughs) and he clones superman um, by putting this little thing together on one of the nukes that Superman's getting rid of and throws it into the sun, creating Nuclear Man, uh, played by Mark hey, Can Pillow. I say something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Can I? So, no, this ain't a knock on Superman. It's just funny. It's an observation. So yeah. you didn't mention the hair that Superman had donated to this museum is holding up this thousand pound ball. <laughs> okay. I love that. This I thought that was great. Uh, well, hold on. The funny thing about it is, is this, like I said, the single hair from his head yeah. is holding a thousand pound, like anvil looking ball. <laughs> and yet Gene Hackman, Lex Luthor, <laughs> walks up with a pair of scissors 
No, it wasn't scissors. It. it wasn't scissors. It wasn't scissors. It was a big old bolt cutter. It was a bolt cutter. But it still. It was not a big old bolt cutter. It was like garden shoes. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> it was a bolt cutter. Anyway, you're right. It is really funny, which we should go ahead and say, too. So it starts off with Luthor in prison. He gets broke out by his cousin, Lenny, played by John Cryer, uh, which ends up going on to make, of course, Two and a Half Men and ends up playing Lex Luthor in the Supergirl TV series. So that's kind of cool. Um, A neat little Arrowverse, too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that's pretty cool, which, of course, now in Superman and Lois, they got uh, the guy that played Abraham on Walking Dead is Lex Luthor now. And he is, dude, he's he's scary in that in that show. He's scary. Well, doesn't okay, it anyway. need to be, though? <clears throat> Sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course he does. He, he needs to be somebody that you're, you know, afraid of, I guess. You know? Because I, I think we can agree on this. In Superman 1, 2, and 4... Gene Hackman is a great, one of the greatest actors of all time, but they, they, they portray Lex Luthor as like comical almost. Like it's like, yeah. Does that make, do you agree with yeah. that? I mean, like, yeah, I, I do. think that's a fair statement. I mean, I'm not, you know, anyway, go ahead. Oh, oh, and just real quick, sorry to go back to Superman 3. I can't believe I didn't even mention this. When he was uh, quote unquote drunk Superman, bad Superman, whatever, he straight up goes and sleeps with Lex Luthor's assistant woman. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I like, like that. I like Dark Superman. I like that. He said I like that. <laughs> okay. So here's my thoughts. Um, I actually kind of wrote them in, like, actual, like, talking. It said, Clark gets super depressed about the nuclear arms race. And then he jumps off a building with Lois where we get to see him fly with her all over again. So then there's this big, long flight thing where she's, you know, it's, it's basically a retelling of the first one. How she finds out. So, dude. Real quick, so and I didn't mention that in the first movie, he's flying Lois around. You know when she's discovering he's super, or no, she's not even discovering that Clark is who she is. Anyway, and they're flying around, and they do this weird, weird voiceover poem thing from Lois Margot Kidder, and she's all like, "Do you know what you do to me?" And it's just, if you could know the things I think, like it's, it's kind of sexual and kind of weird. It's just a very, very bizarre sequence. And they more or less, yeah. Oh, big time. Well, this one was 78, but yes, you're right. They borderline replay it in in this one. They borderline. I'm sorry. So, but it's okay because (laughs) what Superman wasn't where she shoots him with a gun. (laughs) I don't. Does she? She's, that must she's, have been a rock. That must be a Donner cut. It, it must be because, like, she freaking like they're like at a hotel or whatever, and she pulls out a gun and shoots him to try to prove oh, that he's gosh. super bad. Well, so what's interesting anyway. though, too? What's what's interesting too about this whole thing? So he's sitting there with he. He ends up they land back at her place. And she reveals that she still knows he's Superman. So it turns out that the little amnesia kiss didn't work the first time. But that's okay, ladies and gentlemen, because he does it again, and it works this yep. time. It's just so weird, man. So weird. So. <laughs> okay, so then, then they introduce this kid, Jeremy. All right? So this kid, 
Um, I don't remember what it was. He um, he asked Superman to do something. Do you remember? Did you do you have that somewhere? Jeremy asked Superman to do something publicly. No, I don't. No. Dang. See, I wish I could remember. I didn't put that in the notes. But they end up spinning it. The Superman says, "Drop dead, Jeremy." Well, anyway, Jeremy's in a bunch of these scenes and stuff. And I, my whole thing is the whole time I'm thinking, where are Jeremy's parents? Like, like they're just not around, and they've got these, they got these big reporters, you know, interviewing him all this stuff. Like, where are your parents, you weird kid? So anyway, it's kind of like the it's, it's kind of like the kids that uh, their parents let them stay at Michael Jackson's house. You know, like where yes. were they at? What, what were they? Yes. What were they thinking? That's exactly what it's like. All right, so. So, so what is pretty funny is Superman. I, I, I didn't. I, I put this part in the notes. So when he's gathering up all the world's nukes, one thing that they just kind of gloss over is that for some reason all the nukes are being shot, like they're all being launched, and, <laughs> and he catches them all mid-flight. And it's like, why, why, why are the world powers, you know, doing this? <laughs> it's just so weird. It's so weird. Uh, Oh boy. Yeah. So okay. So then fast forward a little bit. Um Luthor puts Superman's hair in a box and puts a box on one of these nukes. And then when it goes in the sun, it creates Nuclear Man, which is uh played by Mark Pell, really nice guy. He's he's been to Metropolis, really nice guy. He's actually still I'm still friends with him on Facebook. Um, he wished me happy birthday last year. I'll just go ahead and say that. That's right. Nuclear man wished me happy birthday. Um <laughs> But anyway, super nice guy. But what was so funny now about this is, of course, Nuclear Man starts just wreaking havoc, right, for for reasons. Well, if you turn the lights off with Nuclear Man in the room, he just, like, kneels down and just shuts down. He's completely solar-powered, okay? And, I mean, no battery, no battery whatsoever. He was like one of those, oh you know, gosh. you know, those old TI-80 uh, calculators, those blue ones we used to have at school. And you know how you'd put your finger over the, yeah. it was, it's exactly like that. Yeah. This guy shuts down as, as the sun goes down. What What about his fingernails? Like, like he has like oh my gosh. fingernails. He's got these big old long gold claws. It's just ridiculous, man. Of Superman's <laughs> hair and the sun and a nuclear bomb, so no other DNA or anything is involved except for nuclear material and a strand of Superman's hair and the surface of the sun. I mean, I know, folks, that anybody listening right now, I get it. X Men's far fetched. Spider Man's far fetched. <laughs> Batman's even far fetched. But this is just—I mean, it's a level. It's a level for I sure. I don't know. It's—it's it's beyond <laughs> anything I can create. Like, I—I I can't imagine like us sitting around writing a script for a movie and being like, "I got it, Colin. We'll take a strand of his hair and one of his fingernails." No, they we'll didn't put it on one of the nukes. No, I just have a, I'm making that part. Yeah, up. that would be funny though. Yeah, I, know, I mean, yeah. I made that part up, but still, yeah, it just it's, it's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. Uh, I've 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 ranted about this on the show before. Every time that Lex says Nuclear Man's uh name, Nuclear Man, that drives me crazy. Nuclear. Yeah, they nuclear said that. Man. Uh, they said that on. Uh, I think there's an honest trailer about it. I think. And oh, really? And, yeah. Yeah. So. 
So one of the things that Nuclear Man does is he goes and starts wrecking the Great Wall of China, right? So <laughs> Superman comes in behind him and visions it. And he now has Super Great Wall of China repair vision. <laughs> I saw something on, uh, I guess, I guess it was on his trailer. And they're like, take that contractors, you know, like, like that's right. Saying, like, he could build I anything. Mean, like, he's just by looking at it. He's Fortnite. He's Fortnite. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like he literally just stares at the great wall and starts putting the bricks back together. Yeah. They yeah. start appearing out of nowhere. Yeah, which I found out later like, that the, the the original plan was for him to super speed all the blocks back up, but they didn't have the budget, so they just did that. Did I you did hear about out. the budget on this one? The budget was like was... fifteen million, and that's like that's half of what the other ones were. Yeah, so I mean, you you could see you could absolutely see where they cut corners. Um, sure. So then at one at one point, uh, this woman Lacey gets flown off into space with nuclear man and somehow doesn't die. So there's a suspension of disbelief moment for you. Um, oh, I know that, what they said to this. It was funny. Like they go, uh, you know, there's no gravity in space. And like, she's, you know, they're... yeah. Yeah. It's bad, dude. I mean, you know, it's just, it's, it's bad. Uh, oh, it's one awful. of the things, awful. one of the things though, I did think was pretty funny is so Superman then, you know, saves the day, beats Nuclear Man, blah blah, blah. and he takes Lex. Don't they have like an pr- epic fight on the on the moon? Yeah, yeah, they go to the moon and they they you know duke it out, and of course it's just silly because you got those, like you said, those lady nails, man. He just you know, he reminded me of uh, Jeffrey Rush's character on Mystery Men. Did you ever see Mystery Men? Yes, yes. Where he had the he had the pinky he had the pinky finger and he's. It's hissing at everybody. It's just so weird. stupid. But anyway, yeah. um, so Lex. Oh, so so Superman gets Lex, takes him back to the chain gang he was in, and says, "See you in 20. And which I thought was pretty cool because you know, twenty ish later's twenty ish years later is when Superman Returns came out, which is a direct sequel to these movies. Oh, that was kind of neat. It wasn't. It was not intentional, but it worked out that way. So, anyway, now just a a, a little bit of an overview of all the four. Um, the third and fourth one are skippable. The third one, if you just kind of take it as more of a, I don't know, kind of a comedy, I guess. Uh, the third and fourth one straight up got Schumacher. We'll call it that. Schumacher. That's good, right? Named after Joel yeah, Schumacher. Sure. The you know, the guy yeah. that directed the last two Batman movies. And so they, they straight got Schumacher. So if you just kind of take that in mind when you when you watch them, it, it, it makes a little bit more sense, I guess. But still, third and fourth one are not what I would call enjoyable. Uh, but there are, I mean, there are moments. Like I said, the drunk Superman fight so, was awesome. And But anyway, go ahead. What, what would you give... Rank each of them out of ten. To go, go. Start, Superman one out of so, ten. What would you give it? I mean, so here's here's what's really hard about this is because these were all made, you know, back in the seventies and eighties. So I mean, times were different, all that stuff. So you're kind of it's a little bit of a scale difference there. But I'd give I'd probably give the first one a six. 
And then okay, I think I'll, it's give, fair. I'll, I'll give the second one a seven. Um, I think that's also fair. The third one, I'm going to go probably about a three, three and a half, maybe. Okay. Um, I, I'm then, very, uh, I'm very satisfied so far. And then we'll go with the fourth one. I mean, it no higher than a one point five. Honestly, I mean, no higher than that. You know it's, what, man? I, you really, uh, you really, you surprised me, and I, I think that that uh, your scale is very honest, and uh, I agree with it. I mean, well, thanks, because I'm I think proof. in it, well, in the end, Superman. Oh man, I'm starting to feel a little faint saying this, but he <laughs> is an iconic superhero, mm-hmm. and uh, I think there is no denying the impact of on pop culture and everything that he has made and the movie itself was you know it was uh big time for uh for its time you know yeah had that movie come out in 1992 and it was just like it was in 78 Mm -hmm. we wouldn't be talking about it probably you know what i mean no if if it was if, if you take that movie and then you put the date 1992 next to it you're gonna go holy crap this yeah. is crap you know sure but that that 14 year difference is it makes it the whole thing you know what's funny though is like look at jaws i know this is totally separate but like look mm-hmm. at jaws it was 1973 i believe it was or 77 uh, uh, anyway it was in the early 70s mm-hmm. i gotta look it up now just make sure but like man it's 75 it's it's almost flawless at 1975. I know you can kind of tell it's not a real shark, but dang, dude, that movie's terrifying. I, I mean, you know, I mean, are, we know we're we're missing the galactic elephant in the room, but Star Wars was 77. Sure, you know, well, Star Wars changed Star Wars changed movie history. Period. Period. Oh yeah, no question. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But but Jaws Jaws created the summer blockbuster. Like yeah. that was the first summer blockbuster, and it yeah. and it's one of the biggest ever too. I mean, you could go see Jaws right now in theaters and still be completely entertained. There, yeah, there's oh, no yeah. question. Oh yeah, I I think anyway. Um, but anyway, yeah, Star Wars changed the whole scale of things. Superman was right there at the same time. It was a year later, so it was still very revolutionary for its time. So I got to give you the I got to give you the six. Six is rewatchable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think yeah, you could, yeah. I think you could rewatch it and be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Two is better than one, so you give us six and a half or a seven, and then the next two don't even deserve above a five by far. I mean, like they, yeah. there's no way once you watch them, you don't need to ever see them again. Honestly, yeah, uh, that that there's just there's just no reason. So, yeah, I think that was pretty fair, Colin. I think it was uh, well, it was a good uh, good good sense of judgment there well and, and i can definitively say too now you know when people ask me the question who who is the best actor to ever put on the suit and and i in my opinion now i mean it's it's got to be it's got to be christopher reeve i'd completely understand why people say that now keep in mind i had never seen him in anything until smallville because he came back as a Kryptonian scientist, but he was in his wheelchair, obviously, because it was after his accident. Yeah. But knowing now, like everything, seeing him in his heyday yeah. and, and everything that he had going for him, man, it makes his horse accident that much more tragic. Like to me, it's just, yep. man, it's just a dang yep. shame, dude. You like, you just really hate that that happened to him. Uh, but I think that he was a great, 
Clark Kent. He was a great Superman. Uh, he did he did such a fantastic job. Like I thought with Clark Kent, because he he kind of stuttered a lot. You know, I mean, he played it up a lot. The whole human thing. And then again, even as, as Superman, he was he was everything you'd want in Superman. Uh, so yeah, so Christopher Reeve is at the top of my list on on Superman just in general, and and it's it's so you know I'm glad that I can finally put that put that debate to rest for me. Yeah, yeah, so, I'm excited to hear that. You yeah. want to see an emotional moment? Uh, there is a moment where you might have seen it already on YouTube, but it's pretty. You can pull it up pretty quick. Um, he comes out. It's pretty soon after his accident, and he comes out at the Academy Awards. And I mean that place erupts. And oh, I'm they, sure. And they cheer for him. And I, I even think, man, I think he might get a little choked up, but he gives a little speech, you know. And it's mm-hmm. it's very cool to see. Uh, and there's no telling that, you know, we might have seen him play Superman again, dude, because that happened in '95, and the last one was '87. Yeah. And if he and and I guarantee you. Um, if they would have gotten a really good script in the mid to late nineties, he could have played an older Superman. I know it's not like, that's not a real good storyline or maybe it is. I don't know, but you know, they could have done the, the dark Knight returns storyline where he's a little bit older, you know, working yeah. for the government at that point, you know, and he had, you know, had a little bit of gray hair in the side, you know, they could have done that, but yeah, yeah it's, it's, it was a really, really tragic thing that happened to him. And he became a huge activist for paraplegic people and everything. He was a good dude. He was a good dude. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. So on that note, that's our show, right? I mean, do you have anything else you'd like to add or anything? Uh, rest in peace, Pee Wee Herman. We lost, we lost. Oh we lost yeah. Pee-wee. Paul Rubens. Yeah. That, that's a shame. I, I started to yeah. show the boys, uh, Pee Wee's big adventure today. And, they got to kick out of that Rube Goldberg machine, you know, when it's making his breakfast. That yeah, man, he doesn't. He eats like. Did you watch it fun. as a kid? Oh yeah, I loved it as a kid. I loved it as a kid. He okay. uh, he ate he ate three bites of his Mister T's cereal and then just <laughs> just left after it. <laughs> that whole big machine. I think that's yeah. just so funny. But anyway, all right. Well, thank you. He guys was a also. strange cat, but he was. Oh, he, yeah, was, he, he, was, was. He, was he was a strange guy, but he was he was he was cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you all Sorry. so much for listening. No, you're fine. No, you're fine. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Um, I will actually promote this one on the Facebook page. So be looking out for that. Um, as always been in Colin show at gmail.com. Uh, you can comment on our Facebooks. And of course, as always, you can find us on all the major places you get your podcasts. So again, uh, no, yeah, no ask a black guy this week. Sorry about that. I'll, uh, I'll get I'll get one in the chamber though for next time and and we'll 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 discuss that. Have you gotten any feedback on those, by the way? Uh, uh very confused on the raisin one. That was kind of weird. Uh, oh, I thought it was hilarious. Because I mean, you don't want raisins on that. You don't know. Most, okay. Yeah, but how's that? How's that? Okay, let me say this real quick and again i'm i'm gonna get canceled but like this is supposed to be i'm not part of this segment i've already made that public you know okay this is you and you know, you and johan sure. uh is it not supposed to be kind of like stereotypical funny as a black guy no 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 like, that's it, that's is, is it supposed, that's what's so funny supposed, about oh, okay well, yeah, see, I thought yeah I, I i guess i took it the wrong way you know like the a stereotypical thing about black people would be they're scared of 
like ghosts or haunted houses or whatever. Like I thought that was the part of the joke. No, but I guess. Oh, I'm, be, I totally I mean, missed it then. Yeah, no, so. I might as well. I might as well say, "What's your favorite food?" He'd be like, "Watermelon." I mean, like that's not funny. That's been that joke's been told a hundred times. You know what I'm saying? Well, but I okay, man. I'm sorry. I just thought I, I haven't been a part of this, and I was like, I, I, "That's what I thought it was going towards." I thought it was a stereotypical comedy thing, like I, you know. No, no, we're trying I to say we're going to racism. Going to say something like, "Wait, well, but that's." Okay, I thought that thought that was what was supposed to be funny about it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll no, try to make it. I'll try I, to make totally it more racist. The... Well, then why is it ask a black guy then if it's not supposed <laughs> to be a little bit like racial humor? Well, that's that's why it's funny because it it defies your expectations. No, I guess okay. I, I've just totally no, I've missed the mark big time. I thought it was supposed to be racially funny. I, I mean, no, that's just no. <laughs> okay, because no, like, because right, like, bad. I'll be honest with you. I, I recorded asking him if he liked Coke or Pepsi more. That was one of the questions I recorded, which we're not going to air now because I've blown the lid off of it. But yeah, you know, how's that funny though? Because you expect it to be racially charged, and it's not racially charged. Oh, okay. That's the joke. So it's. Because you expect me to say, you know, what's your favorite drink? Grape soda. You know, you expect that. That's what you expect. You don't, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the whole point. That's funny. Uh, That's that's, but 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 dude, that joke has been told a million times already. So that's, I mean, you know. But how is it a joke? Oh, okay. All right. All right. I got it now. It's it's anti. Like it's 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 an anti anti joke. Sure. Yeah, we'll say it's okay. an anti-joke. That's that's good. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, on that bombshell, oh, that's our show. Listen to us next time. Thank you guys so much for joining us. See you then. Bye. Yeah, just just say your bye and we'll get off here. <laughs> bye.